Welcome to the Elevated Movement Podcast. My name is Jake Gagan, and I am so grateful that you are joining us here today. I hope that you enjoy this episode and that it can add value to your life in some way. If you do enjoy this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this with your friends as it helps us tremendously and allows us to spread this message of positivity with as many people as possible. Without further ado, this is the Elevated Movement Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Elevated Movement Podcast. My name is Jake Gagan, and today I'm joined by my guest, the successful, the beautiful, the lovely Jackie Jeremillo. Jackie, thank you for joining me on the show today. Jake, thank you for having me. Of course. You know, we've been trying to set this up for a little while, and I'm glad that we were able to do it in person. We're having a little bit of an audio issue. If you're listening at home, the microphone, I forgot the, the, the part to plug the microphone into the actual computer. But guess what? You work with what you got. You make improvisions. I think that's the word. And we're going to do it live. So we're going to be using the audio on the MacBook. But here we are today on a beautiful Saturday night. And I'm glad that we're still able to do this podcast. Me too. So Jackie and I go way back. We actually met probably, what, over a decade a decade ago? High school. High school. Uh, we went to Newsom High School in Lithia, Florida, all the way out there in, in bumfuck. Excuse my language, but it really is. And I think you guys came in, what year did you transfer to Newsom? I think it was my junior year. Junior year? Junior year of high school, yeah. Junior year of high school. So that made me a freshman, I believe. And your brother, Anthony, he's a, he's a year younger. Yeah. He's a sophomore. So uh, you guys came in. Where did you guys come from and, and how did you end up choosing Newsom High School? We actually went to a private school. It's a really small school, um, actually out in Tampa. It's called Cambridge Christian. Um, so yeah, we kind of made that move my junior year. So it was kind of a big change last minute. Um, and I don't remember, how did we meet? I have no idea. It was so long ago, but I'm guessing just like through the grapevine, like we met through people, we met through friends who probably met yeah. at the party, but I kind of just remember you guys being like the two new people that came in and instantly guys, if you're listening at home, instantly her brother, Anthony and Jackie just were in the mix in with the cool people. <laughs> so everybody knew the Jeremy It's true. It's true. When did I meet your mom? Cause I feel like when I met your mom, it was like, Took off right there and there. I don't know. I think like whenever anybody meets my mom, they always remember it because it's like she's just such a special person. She really is, guys. You guys have to meet Jake's mom. She's beautiful. I think the first time I met her, she was already trying to like marry me to you. Yeah, she's she uh, still does. She still does to this day. She wants us to get married, and I can okay. see why. Looking at this this episode, I can see why. I love uh, you, Sue. Sue, if you're listening, and guys, if you're watching at home, and if you have a TikTok or an Instagram, go ahead and follow my beautiful mother, Sue at wine with Susie Q. She's uh, she's starting her creative endeavors. She wants to start posting content. The one thing she loves more than anything in this world is wine. Besides for her youngest child, Jake, she loves me more than anything. <laughs> but besides for that, she loves wine more than anything in this world. And she's starting a, a new chapter of her life called wine with Susie Q. I'm helping her produce content on TikTok. I'm helping her produce content on Instagram. I'm helping her start a YouTube channel, a podcast. So if you're watching this right now, go support Sue Gagan at wine with Susie Q. Quick shout out, shameless shout out for Sue Gagan. <laughs> we love you. But back to Jackie. So Jackie, let's uh, let's start where we're at now. Okay. 28 years old, living in Tampa, Florida, uh, doing a few different things. You're still working with your company, Aqua Hydrate, right. uh, doing the water business, mm -hmm. doing the sales, but you've also ventured off into your own professional coaching business. Right. So let's start there. Let's kind of walk the listeners through what it looks like uh, for you on a day-to-day -day basis and, and what kind of made you want to start that coaching business. Yeah. So well, I guess kind of taking a step back to sure. the whole beverage industry, I've been in the industry for like about seven years now. Um, I started back in the day with Red Bull and worked my way with like Anheuser-Busch and different brands. So kind of what I'm doing there is, you know, I have a passion for helping. I think it's our generation know like the brands that are out there, the ones that are really out there to make a change and make a difference. So right now I'm doing that with Aqua Hydrate. And I have a CBD brand that I'm working with. So that's been super fun. It's awesome. Just like being out there, being able to push these brands as far as the coaching. So the coaching got inspired while I was in the industry. I think just seeing how things were being done and me wanting to do things differently when you're working for someone that makes you realize that, like, unless it's your own company, you can't do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it kind of like turned a switch and I was like, I, I want to have my own company. I want to have my own business. And um, that's when I decided to get into coaching. So I went through a process, got my coaching certification, 
um, got certified in NLP and a couple different things. Attended um, Tony Robbins event, which I think, did you attend that one? I didn't attend, but I, we were talking about it and like, amazing. yeah. So good. You guys got to go check it out. Um, but yeah, right now I'm coaching entrepreneurs and helping them launch their business online. You know, so whether, you know, the age range is like between 25 to 35, I'm getting a mix between male and female, but it's really just people that are at that point in their life where they're like ready to just take the reins and run with it. Like they're like, okay, I have a concept, I have a passion and I'm ready to go. Like, where do I start? How do I start? What's the first step I take? And real quick on that, what is the first step to take? Like if someone is listening right now, Obviously, the first step step would be to contact Jackie. But besides that, it's like if someone has an idea, they they want to sell uh, clothes online. Like, what is the first step? How does someone get started and, and start selling? You know, and start their business online. I think that um, that's a fantastic question, Jake. Thank you. I think. Thank you. <laughs> I think, uh, from my personal perspective, um, you really you first you have to like let people know what you have, what you're selling. Right. So I think that the most important place to start is with your marketing and your social media presence. Right. Like, mm -hmm. are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? Um, what are you selling? What's your niche? And where is your audience audience at, essentially? Um, so I think that from there, creating that like game plan and mapping out like, OK, is that is that am I showing up the way that I want to in social media? Am I positioning my product or package the way it needs to be? So I would say starting there, that's the biggest thing I see with my clients. Sometimes in some situations you have the opposite. Like for example, you, you've done a great job at like building your audience and building your network. So for you, once it strikes, like what it is that you're looking to do, it's going to be like, we'll, we'll work it backwards. Does exactly. That make sense? Yeah. So it, it just depends where the person's at. Um, a lot of the entrepreneurs that I'm working with right now need that support with the marketing social media presence. So, I mean, I've always said to like everyone guys, it does not hurt to build your own, like, to build your own brand. Like you are your own brand. doesn't matter if you don't know what you want to do yet. Like start building your brand, start posting about like what you're passionate about or what lights you up or hobbies, you know, like you do a great job at that as well. Um, and start there. And then once you figure it out, you know, you'll be able to niche down. I there. agree. And that's something I always preach. It's like, just start posting. Like, like a lot of people kind of are hesitant because they think that people don't want to listen to them or people don't, you know, like they don't have anything to say, but it's like everyone has a story. Like sure. whether you're going to the gym, whether you love cooking food, whether you love watching sunsets, whether right. you love walking dogs, it's like people want to hear your story and everyone has a story to tell. So it's never too late. It's never too early to start posting and you can get started now. But I think, uh, you know, in the in, it's, it's December 19th, you know, rounding out 2020. How important do you think it is to start a business to have that online presence? Oh my goodness. Um, another great question, Jake. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think, <laughs> I think that if we've seen anything from this year is just the fact that like life can be so uncertain and you just never know, right? You never know. Um, you know, I know that, you know, through COVID and everything kind of going on in the world right now, a lot of people in like the restaurant industry have been very impacted and honestly, just a lot of business owners and, and professionals, right? You just never know when all of a sudden you have to just stay at home, can't leave and you have to figure it out. So I think now more than ever, it's so important to just start, start messy. Like you said, everybody has a story, start building your own brand. Even if, even if you aren't a hundred percent sure what it is that you want to do um, and just get things rolling. Right. Cause now we're going into 2021 and you know, I think like you said, it's December 19th, um, California has their stay at home ordinance. So it's like, they're back to shut down. We, we don't know what the future holds and you know, it's not to scare anyone. It's more to like encourage people to take action. Right. Yeah. What can you control? There's just so much around us that we can't control. But what can you control is your future. It's your platform. It's your messaging. It's how you position yourself that you can control. That's a great way to put it. That's that's how you can control your uh, your creative ability and like what you want to do. And there's so much more. And I want to I want to speak on this because you can also control your daily habits. Absolutely. You can control what time you wake up. You can control what you do in the morning. Right. Like for me personally, I like to wake up. I meditate first thing. I write in my journal, I read, I do those things first thing in the morning. I like to work out, right? So you can always control how your day begins. And be before I do any of that, I make my bed because that's those are things you can control. But it's like you can't control what's going on in the world. You can't control what's happening uh, if your governor is going to lock down your state, which happened to me on December 6th. He said he was going to lock it down on December 8th. I booked a flight December 8th and I got out of San Francisco, California, and I came back to Tampa, Florida. I can't control the governor locking it down but I can control whether or not I'm going to be in California to have the lockdown. And I decided to leave California. I came back here to Tampa, Florida. Best decision I've ever made because I was working. I was doing boot camp. 
having 12 hour days of training. And instead of being locked down in a small apartment with another guy in San Francisco in the house, can't leave in an intense training session. Yeah. I came back to Tampa, Florida. I'm, you know, working 12 hours a day. I'm going to work out on my lunch break, sitting in a sauna, sitting in a steam room, going and having a restaurant with friends and family. So I think it's important to, uh, you know, what we say in baseball and shout out to coach Jeff Walker. Uh, you control the controllables and I'll use a baseball analogy because when you're playing baseball, you can't control if that umpire is going to call a strike this far off the corner, a strike or a ball. You can't control if they're going to call you out or safe. You can't control if your shortstop is going to make an error. All you can control is what you can control. So your mindset, your, your work, when you go up to the plate, your swing, everything like that, you can control the controllables and the rest, Hey, let the game take care of itself. Absolutely. And that's just a, a quick baseball analogy, but that's something that's always stuck with me. And I think like playing baseball has had a huge impact on, you know, just my mindset, uh, how I go about life and, you know, just how I, I see the world because it's a sport. I don't know. I mean, obviously you didn't play baseball. Are you familiar? Do you watch baseball at all? I do. I, I watch, I watch a lot of sports. Um, cause obviously when I work with my sales teams, they are very into sports and stuff. So I also like to use sports analogies. And honestly, if you look at sports and you look at life, there's a lot of similarities, mm. especially with like what's going on right now in the world. And I think now more than ever, it's, it's the time to pull out all those tools, right? Yeah. So. And as a business owner for yourself, I can give you one piece of advice, hire baseball players. Cause, <laughs> cause here's why guys, because baseball players right here, Tell me, Jake. baseball players, you fail seven out of 10 times and you're a hall of famer. You fail 70% of the time and you're a hall of famer. Do you know how tough that is to fit? If you fail, you have to like love failure. You fail seventy five percent. How how do you do it? Let me the ask mindset. You you we're literally. Gonna swap, we're gonna swap seats right now. We're gonna swap. Yeah. So a, so what what is the mindset that one has to have to deal with that much failure? You just have to go up there. You just it, you have to be in the present moment. I think it teaches you like, hey, you don't worry about the past. You don't worry about the future. You worry about this at bat. And to get a little bit more granular, you worry about this pitch. Like it might be a zero zero count, and I take a terrible swing on a curveball. Next pitch. Because the next pitch is a fastball that I hit out of the park, right? So it teaches you to live in the present moment and it teaches you to deal with things one step at a time, as opposed to thinking so big picture. Like when you think so big picture, now we're going to transition back to sales or back to life. When you think so big picture, you get lost. But if you can just stay on today, hey, how can I get better today, right? You stack those micro wins and it equals macro wins, right? So if you can win the morning, win the afternoon, win that gym session, win that conference call, when that sales pitch, like it's going to stack up to big ones in your life. And I think that's one of the things that really translated with baseball into my life. Is there, okay. I have a follow-up question to that. Is there something that you tell yourself right before you're about to pitch, not knowing whether or not you're going to hit it or not? Yeah. And I think uh, what translates and I was a hitter. So what, what comes is just confidence. You know, it, it, you, what I would tell myself every time is a little bit differently, but it was always along the lines of I'm better than this guy. Always, no matter, anytime I got to the plate, I don't care if I was facing Pierce Romero, shout out Pierce Romero. I don't care if I was facing Lucas Jacobson. And I think I did hit a double off either. I think I hit a double off Pierce, shout out Pierce though. Uh, pro pitcher, 97, phenomenal. But I go up there with the mindset of, hey, I'm better than this guy. You're not gonna get me out. And that's the same thing that happens when I'm on sales calls. It's not that I'm better than this guy, but it's I'm the best at my job right now and I'm gonna go prove it, right? No matter what I'm doing, whether it's sales, whether it's talking to somebody else, it's like you have to carry yourself with that confidence. And that's something I pride myself on is like having confidence, you know, because I'm confident in myself. I'm confident in my ability because I put in the work. But that's something I've learned from baseball that's kind of trans translated. And I haven't always been that way. But it's like the more you do good, the better you do, um, the more work you put in, the more preparation, like that confidence is going to start building. What do you how does your brain process it when you do fail, when you don't hit the ball? When I fail, you know what? I take it as a lesson. Like I've failed so many times in my life and that has just been building blocks. Like I don't shy away from failure. I don't hide from failure. I don't shy away from not being perfect, right? Like I'm okay with failing and I'm okay with people judging me and I'm okay with doing things that aren't gonna be the best because I know if I get started and I have, cause I have a crazy work ethic and a crazy hunger to be the best. Like I know if I can just get started, I'm gonna keep going, you know, I'm gonna keep building. So with failure, like my mindset around it is like, I look for failure because I know every single time that I fail, I'm going to grow. Right. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, I think it's the same for me with sales though. Like for me, for some reason, when people say no in sales, like, you know how most people take it personal, it hurts their ego, like yeah. all these things. It's that fear of rejection, which is very common. A lot of people experience that. Um, for me, it's like, I don't even feel that anymore. It's just like, okay, that just means no right now. 
and it just excites me more. It's like, yeah. I want to come back for more. You take, I mean, it takes like seven no's to get to a yes. So exactly. like what they say is every no gets you closer to the yes. So it's like every time you hear no, it's you're one step closer to, to that yes. But a lot of people do take it very personally because it's tough. Like, I mean, you know, for, I mean, it took, would you say, I mean, I would, I'll be honest. It took me a hot minute to get my, my mindset towards that now mm-hmm. where it excites me when they say no, when it's like, when they say no, it's almost like a challenge, right? Whereas before it used to like, at first when I first started, it like hurt my feelings, hurt my ego. I was like, what am I doing? You know, can, you kind of bring it in towards yourself a little bit. Yeah. It's practice. Like it anything, practice. like your first like, cold call is terrible. It's, it's practice and shout out Buck Palmer. I'm looking at the, if you're watching on video, I got the Buck Palmer drip. Shout out Buck Palmer. Go check him out at buckpalmer.com or on He'll take great care of you. Let him know Jake sent you. You already know we got that great drip. Back to what you're saying, it just takes practice. It takes time. I mean, like my first cold call, my roommate Pierce was there. I was working in tech and I was like, hello? They're like, hello. I'm like, hey, how's it going? They're like, who is this? I hang up instantly, right? Pierce is like, bro, you can't ask them how, how they're doing. They don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, so it's like anything in life takes practice. Like, Absolutely. Whether it's like getting on a demo, starting a podcast. Like my first podcast was terrible, right? And so far, we're 15 minutes in. I think it's going phenomenal. But <laughs> so I think it's fair to say that every time you start something new, it's awkward. You're going to suck. You're going to suck. And that's okay. It's and that okay comes back to the failure part that we're right. talking about. And you and I have been talking about TikToks. Like, guess what? Yeah. You're just starting your TikTok platform. I you're going to suck. You're not going to know how to do the transitions. You're not going to know how to do the edits. You're not going to know how to do anything. But guess what? You do one, you do two, you do five, you do 10. After 30, you're like, oh, wow, this is how you do that. This is how you do that. This is how you do that, right? Like you start to learn and that can be applied to anything in life. Like your first time working out, you probably sucked. Now you're really good at it, right? Like the first time you squatted, it was probably bad. I was like, am I even using this machine right? Yeah. So it's just like getting started. Like, and I always use this analogy and, you know, I always bring up the same people on my podcast, but Pierce Romero, like he's, if you, if you don't have a, if you haven't listened to him, go to Spotify or Apple, Apple music, Spanish P. When he first started make, making music, he was brutal, terrible, like god awful. And now he's been doing it for a year, every single day, playing the piano, like putting in crazy amounts of work, and his music's getting better, really good now, you know. So it can be it can be applied to anything, but people just don't like to fail. People don't like to suck. I hate to suck at stuff. Like, who wants to suck at things? Like, there's so many things that everyone's already good at. That why would you why would you suck? Like why would you start a piano lesson when you suck? Well, it's like, well, if you do it, you can get better. And it can be applied to anything in life, no matter what you're trying to do. And I think that's important, right? Because it's also like like they say, right? Like we can stay in our comfort zone and then it's like everything that we want, it's outside of our comfort zone. So why is it so important to be comfortable at sucking and be comfortable at failing? Is because everything that you want requires sucking and failing. Does that make sense? Every, like, yeah. So something that always stuck with me is like in order to grow, you have to fail. Like yeah. you have to fail. Like I, that's why I always look for failure. Like I want to fail. Like I want to go on a stage and embarrass myself because I'm, I'm going to use that hunger to get by it. You know? So it's just important that like you're putting yourself in situations that force you to grow and that right. force you outside of your comfort zone, no matter what it is. Like I look for that every day. I look for rejection every day, whether it's going to a coffee shop and there's a girl there and asking her for a number. Cause that's a vulnerable situation where she could say no, but guess what? As you said earlier, like, that no get you closer to a yes. So right. it's important for you and anybody listening and watching at home is like put yourself in situations where you're going to fail because every time you fail, you're one step closer to where you want to be and ultimately you're going to end up growing. Absolutely. Well said. So thank you so much. So transitioning back to your, your workflow and your daily life. So yeah. you're coming from the beverage industry. You're still in the beverage industry selling right. some phenomenal water. We go grab that bottle. I want to show the people that are watching at home. Aqua Hydrate. Guys, quick plug for the Aqua Hydrate fam. This is some incredible alkaline water, 9, 9.0 pH, which is alkaline. I'm gonna give you the taste test. Mm. Phenomenal. It tastes like water from Mount Everest, just <laughs> pouring off the crystals. It's phenomenal. But anyway, so you come from the beverage industry right. at Aqua Hydrate. Now you're coaching. Right. What's the long-term plan for coaching? Is this something that you see yourself doing full-time long-term? Uh, And how has it been so far? Right. So I love coaching. Honestly, I think what inspired me to start coaching was going on my own journey and figuring out myself and what I want. You know what I mean? Um, My long-term plan is to do both. 
Okay. So I have my company. It's called Brand to Retail, and I want to Brand to Retail. Is there a website that we can check out? Um, JackieHadamijo.com. So go to JackieHadamijo.com, and there is a section for a brand incubator. So that's where you can insert stuff about Brand to Retail. And real quick on that, as you can tell, I'm a white man from Atlanta, Georgia. I say Jackie Jeremillo. I don't know. <laughs> Jackie Jaramillo. 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 Yeah. J-A-R-A-M-I-L-L-O.com. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. You're welcome. Um, where were we? The website. Jackie Jaramillo. Jack Jaramillo to okay. check out the website. This is a long-term plan. The long-term, right. yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to help our generation, younger entrepreneurs that are coming into the, this field and they're like, I have this brand that I know is going to change the world. When they're going to come into the beverage industry, the beverage industry is very much old school. Yeah. Right. So to me, the way I see it, it's like, I'm that gap. I'm the gap between our generation and the older generation. Sure. Um, so I want to help our generation and those entrepreneurs grab their brands and take it to the masses, be able to sell at large platform chains, you're good. Okay, be able to sell in like big chains. Uh, so I manage big chains in the West Coast, uh, C stores, groceries, um, and so on. So my goal is to carry the top brands. The important part for me though is making sure that I'm representing brands that align with who I am, if that makes sense. That does make sense. And how do you kind of find that uh, niche for yourself? Like, and how do you kind of determine, like, if someone's going to be, hey, I'm going to pay you a lot of money, and let's say it's uh, some steroid company or, like, alcohol or terrible food, are you just going to say no? You're just going to turn it down because it doesn't necessarily go with who you who you are and what you want to do? You know, I've, I've already done my part in the alcohol industry, and no regrets. I think it was such a great experience. Um, but really, for me, what I'm looking for is good-for-you brands that are going to help others. I think that if COVID has shown me anything was – the necessity, like right when, when push comes to shove and people are in that fear state, it's like, what do people really need? Mm. Right. So for me, I'm focused on brands that are good for you to help others, you know, and it's important, you know, I've, I'm grateful to have met a lot of founders that are really in it to yep. help people and make a difference. Now, is this your CBD Baron that you've been this repping? Is. Yeah, this is NanoCraft CBD. NanoCraft mm -hmm. CBD for everybody that's on home. So this is a brand that fit your your uh, repertoire and something yes. that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about NanoCraft CBD. What is it? Is it legal? Can you, is, yes. you don't have, is there's no cannabis in here? No. Okay. So where can people find NanoCraft CBD? Is it online? Can they find it in? Online for sure. Yep. Retailerscbd.com. Um, and in retailers, they're based out of the West Coast. Right now, we're expanding West, and we're looking to expand East going to 2021. Perfect. Can we? Yeah. Can I try some live? Sure, go for it. There's no THC in here. Nope. All right, so we're gonna do this some. This one's the gin, ginger citrus. Cool. We're gonna do some Nanocraft CBD on live. Do I do a full dropper? Yep. All right, we're gonna give it a, a taste test right now. Nanocraft CBD, and we're also on Instagram Live. If you're joining us on Instagram Live, welcome to the Elevated Movement Podcast. We're doing a live podcast with Jackie Caramijo, working on my uh, Spanish here, and we're trying some CBD. So let's go ahead and give it a taste test. Mmm, that's tasty. Do I need to let it sit or swallow instantly? You can swallow it. Wow, that's tasty. That's phenomenal. It's good stuff, right? Nanocraft CBD, guys, check it out. Nanocraft CBD. Dot com. <laughs> Anyways, back to what we're doing. So let's talk about content a little bit. Uh, for any entrepreneurs at home right now, let's just say they have an Instagram, but it's more of a personal account. They don't have a TikTok. They don't have a YouTube. They don't have a website. I mean, what are the next steps? Like, do you think it's important to get on all of those sites? Uh, would you stay focused on maybe Facebook, Instagram a little bit more? I mean, what are your thoughts on content and where if you are trying to build, you are trying to grow, what are the next steps for people to do? Right. I think, you know, obviously the best thing I could provide is my personal perspective on it. Uh, for me, I started with Instagram and Facebook and just kind of playing around with it. I started to build my own content around it. So I just grabbed my personal page and began to create content around it. From my personal perspective, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. So if you can put your face and build your own brand, that's going to align with people a lot more than if it was just like, a product Instagram, yeah. right? Product Instagrams are brand totally different. So what I would recommend is grabbing your own social media and just begin to create content, begin to, you know, figure out, you know, what, what would your ideal client want to listen to? You have to mesh your ideal client with who you are and find content halfway that mixes with the two. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So more personalized, right? Like yeah. you're kind of saying people want to buy a story. 
as opposed to buying just a product. They want to know who you are. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to know you. I want to trust you. I want to. I want to know who Jake Egan is. Right. Yeah. I agree. Um, and then on the, the flip side of that, like let's say you are selling a product, what I see a lot of, of people doing now, like with their marketing, like they have a lot of ambassadors, right? And I think it's very right. smart, especially for very like smart. energy drinks, like Celsius has a lot of ambassadors that Bang. are selling yourself. Bang Energy has a lot of ambassadors that are selling their products, promoting their products. Absolutely. First Form, which is Andy Frisella's uh, company, my friend Jimmy Hill, my friend Poppy are ambassadors for that. And it's just so smart because every morning I wake up and guess what? Jimmy Hill's mixing his morning mud with first form stuff every morning, right? So it's like, I think it's, there's a really, there's a new era of how to sell your products. It's not just selling online. It's like you can sell through these other outlets and these other channels by having people who enjoy your stuff, send them free stuff and have them promote it. And I Absolutely. think it's a new wave and a new era, you know? It's the best way to do it because it's like you have like those raving fans and people that are just going to promote you. Because they like the product, and you know. Yeah, it's. I, I just saw that today because it's like there's just different channels because it's like everybody's posting on online, everybody's consuming content. So if you're a business owner, you can send these uh, your packages out and your gifts out and your different products out, and yeah. have people promote it for you. It's like they're doing all the work. Now you don't yeah. have to worry about marketing. You don't have to worry about spending, uh, ad money, all these things. It's like here's a new channel. So if you're a business owner on that, I want a little bit of that money. I want 5% of that idea because that's a phenomenal idea. No, it's true. I mean, I just got a bunch of cases too from like Drink Iconic for their protein. But yeah, I mean, a lot of brands have caught on to that. But obviously too, as like an influencer, you can also charge to promote and represent those brands. You can, yeah. You can charge, you can get free products. Um, companies understand the value in it, you know, for the sure. items and the benefit. So you were living in San Diego for how long? Two years? Four years. Four years in San Diego. And now you're back here in Tampa. I am. How has the transition been? How are you liking Tampa? And what ultimately made you want to make the move from San Diego back to Tampa? Yeah. So great question again. Uh, there's multiple factors for sure. Um, I think, you know, COVID was a big one, as well as looking to expand these brands to the West Coast. So it, it was honestly kind of divine timing how it all happened. Um, you know, California has shut down and the opportunity to come out to the East Coast and expand our market out here opened up and I was like, okay, I'm ready. So really what I'm doing right now is I'm running both markets. I'm running California and Florida. Um, wow. And it's, it's surprising. Everyone's like, how are you doing? I was like, ah, you know, I'll let you know, but it's, it's actually, it's been three, four months now and it's going great. Um, we just locked in Publix and dailies, which are really big chains. For which, which, which product? Um, Aqua hydrate. Wow. So those are really big chains out here Huge. on the East coast. So I'm very excited. We're going to be kicking off 2021 with that. Well, let me uh, give another taste test for the aqua hydrate because it's phenomenal. <laughs> but that is exciting because Publix, like, if anybody's on the West Coast listening, Publix is like the Ralphs, uh, the Vons. It's the biggest here, it's right? It's the biggest, yeah. And the best chicken tender sandwich. I remember that How from my the childhood. Cookies, the cookies, oh my God. Cookies, the best, like, they not the healthiest. And they have that Southern hospitality, like, where my grandma used to go shopping and they have their baggers walk you out, walk your carts out. It's yeah. like, you don't find that anywhere it's else. It's about like that's, yeah, it's just the store experience really that does it. Yeah, so that's exciting that you got that into yeah. uh, Publix. And what big stores are you guys out in uh, in California? California, my big focus right now is the Nevada market, so Las Vegas. Uh, Terribles is a really big chain out there. Terribles? Terribles There's a Pops store Terribles. called Terribles? It's actually a gas station. Um, Terribles. Yeah. Interesting. You wouldn't expect that to be like a good store name. It's a great store. They're like opening up restaurants and everything in Vegas, so they're up and coming. They're going to be really big. Uh, but that's a really big chain out there in a big market. Um, and you'll definitely see me kind of going back and forth between the two. So what does that look like for you selling water? I mean, like, how do you get in contact with these buyers? Uh, who are you targeting? Are you doing it mostly through LinkedIn, through email? Like, if you're going to target the head of Publix to get your product in, kind of walk me and walk the audience through what that looks like. Yeah, so I'll, I'll usually try to find a contact. Um, most people walk into these roles and they already know who the buyers are. For me, I've really had to just like figure it out, sure. if that makes sense. So I, I use all platforms. Like I'll email them, I'll use LinkedIn, whatever it kind of takes to pretty much get a hold of them. Um, my goal is to set up a meeting. Once I'm able to set up a meeting and just get face to face or whatever, I'm usually pretty good to go. Gotcha. Um, but the hardest part is just giving, getting them to get you that meeting. Yeah. You know and who are you targeting? Is it like, what is the title? The grocery buyers. The grocery so, buyers. And Grocery buyers, that's the name. So you're just like targeting the buying manager. Yep. Um, and now 
is it a pretty tough environment? Like you guys are obviously high pH alkaline water. Are you now, are you like competing with the sunny at all? Or are you really competing with like the other high pH sure. alkaline waters? We're competing with the other high pH alkaline waters. And I don't want to bring up competition, but I think it's good. Who are some of the, the competitors in the space? It's a great question. Like Smart Water, Essentia, um, just to name a few. Essentia is good. Like I see them everywhere. They do a phenomenal job with their branding, their packaging. It's good. You know, it's black and red. They ship in boxes. They do good as well as with the influencer and like sending sure. product out. Um, but I think you guys are backed by incredible people, right? I mean, Absolutely. who are the owners and who are the founders of Aquahydrate? Uh, we have Mark Wahlberg, who's amazing. Uh, Jillian Michaels and P Diddy. Mark, uh, Jillian, P, if you're watching this, hey, <laughs> Aquahydrate all day, baby. That's exciting though. Yeah. And what ultimately is the, the story of the company and what made them want to start Aquahydrate and, and get into the water industry, right? It's, a, it's an interesting industry to want to get into. So for each and every single one of them, it's different. Uh, for Mark, it was more like filming. I think he was doing that boxing movie in the time, during that time, and he started drinking Aquahydrate, and he just, he loved it. He loved the taste of it. He's always wanted to launch a product, so that was kind of his way in. Uh, for Jillian, she's into fitness and stuff yeah. like that. And then, you know, P. Diddy, he does Ciroc and other brands, so for him, it's not his first rodeo. Yeah, so he's so. just... And it's just, uh, they probably, they're, they're all business people, business minded. So they probably saw an opportunity to uh, create a product in a, in a market that they could make a lot of money and have a, a good impact too, right? Because it's still, it's a good product. It's not like, and even Ciroc is a great product, but it's like, this is something that is healthy uh, and changing the game. And it's interesting that you can sell, you know, water for such a high price. But right. um, I drink alkaline water, as you know, and it's like, it just, you feel so much better. Once you drink, I feel like once you drink alkaline water, you can't drink regular water. No, right? because it's, it, one, it tastes bad, but two, there's so many minerals in it that like, yeah. that drag you down and, you know, make you feel bad. And it's like, yeah, it's just like anything else. Someone asked me the other day, it's like, why do you drink alkaline water? It's like, well, why do you buy a $5 bottle of wine compared to a 500 quality? Yeah. Like, and there's probably a lot of like people that think it's a myth and people that aren't believing, but it's like, it's true. It's, oh, it's all about so quality. Good. Yeah, I agree. Well, on to the next subject. So let's get back to the coaching. because I think that's the most interesting uh, aspect that we're talking about. But for your clients so far, what would you say uh, the most impactful thing that you have been able to show them and do for them is? Right, so a lot of them, when they come to me, they're usually, they feel stuck. They're like, I have this idea, I have this concept, and I don't know where to start. How do I start? Sure. So I think that the most valuable thing I've been able to provide is just really sitting down with them and like grabbing everything, right? I think that's what a coach does is like grabbing all the information, helping them organize it, and like set up step by step by step of like here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, and here's how we're going to do it. So just creating that game plan and providing that clarity has really been the biggest thing. So they're just stuck. They have the ideas. They want to do it, but they, they just, want it. It's in they don't the know the roadmap. Like the they don't know how to get there. The so you're there as like I am the this overlooking figure. I don't want to call you God, but you're kind of God yeah. looking down. And they're just like, hey, like I see you're looking down on them though. You're, like, you're here. Let's get you from A to D, right? Like, and they're like, I don't know how to get to B, but you can kind of show them that way. Absolutely. That's important. And I think like you know, people need that uh, in their lives. And you've obviously had a coach. What have been the main benefits that you've seen from having a coach? Oh my God, it's amazing. Um, having a coach, I think the biggest thing is like when you're going through your journey, it's like you're in it, right? So it almost, it helps so much to have somebody from the outside looking in, guiding you and walking you through the process of, hey, here's what you're not seeing. Here's, I mean, what was your experience when you had a coach, right? When you played baseball? Uh, well, the pros, you know, like they... Yeah. I mean, my baseball coaches have all been phenomenal. They've been doing it for 20, 30 years. They, they schedule everything like, yeah, wow. I didn't think about it like that, but like they literally schedule every practice because they know exactly what works best. They know exactly what players are going to play exactly where they change positions. They know who is going to be great. They know what's not going to work. They know what is going to work. They know like, your strengths. They know your weaknesses. They know where the gap is. Right. So my job as a coach is I see, I see you, I see the whole picture and I see the gap. Let me help you fill that gap. That's incredible. And if you can't, let's hire out and figure out how we could get someone to cover this end because this is the only thing missing, wow. right? Where a lot of entrepreneurs will like, I mean, just imagine trying to play baseball by yourself. It would have never been the same. You would have been like, what? Am I good? Am I doing it right? Am I in the right position? You know? It wouldn't work because you need uh, nine people. And sorry if anybody sees me on my phone. I'm going on TikTok Live and Instagram Live for this. Got to get the content out because we're going to welcome the TikTok followers in. Um, but you're right. So, Obviously, Jackie is a 
woman of many traits. She's a coach. She's a successful salesperson. But I think something that's pretty cool that you're doing right now is you're working on uh, growing your booty. <laughs> to put it in uh, any other term, but you're working with the, the glute lab. Uh, you've been talking a lot about Brett, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Contreras. Yeah. Contreras. I'm working on Contreras. my Spanish again. Brett Contreras. <laughs> Brett Contreras. Uh, but tell, tell me and tell you about Glute Lab. I mean, what has yeah. Glute Lab meant? Because I know it's been a great community for you and a great experience. It's, yeah. you know, I read your Instagram post the other day about finding that community of women, right? You grew up with all brothers. You've only been like, you've been comfortable around men, but haven't really had that like experience with women. So what has it been to find that community of women and kind of just walk us through what the Glute Lab is? Yeah, so and I'm gonna um, grab a white cloth, so continue on. I'm listening. Go for it. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to focus. So the glute lab is basically Brett has a PhD, and you're gonna have to just go follow him at Brett Contreras on Instagram. Um, and he has basically studied booty, right? Don't quote me on this, you're gonna have to go ask him. Um, Brett, real quick, I'm back. I need your job, I need a PhD <laughs> in booty too. Like, how do I get a PhD in booty? So he has literally just like put his life into this uh, and studying the human body, how it works, you know, growth, muscle, all that good stuff. Brett moved to San Diego, I don't remember how long ago, uh, but he opened up his own gym. It's called the Glute Lab. And what you see women do there is like they're lifting. They're like heavy lifting, right? And I would say like for me for such a long time, I grew up with the same, I guess, idea that I'm not, I'm not sure how many of you have thought that like, you know, if you're a woman and you lift heavy, you're going to get bulky. Yeah. And is that not true? It's not, it's really? not because these women, they lift super heavy and they're still like sexy and beautiful and they have a huge, but I can't say bad words, right? You can say bad words. Okay. They have a huge ass, a huge <laughs> badonkadonk, the they biggest badonkadonk. They do. They do. So I was, um, I don't know when, I think I was actually during COVID that I met Brett, which is like, what a crazy time, right? You would think and like the world shut down. How are you meeting these people? But during COVID, I met Brett and I met the glute lab squad. And they were so welcoming. It was a group of women, and I've just never been around women that were so encouraging and uplifting to one another. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear women talk about, like, women empowerment and all these things, but then you see the catty side to it. Sure. But, you know, being around these women and seeing how they're all like, you know, you got this, you can do it. Um, it was just one of the most amazing experiences that I, I feel like I witnessed myself. So it's been an awesome journey. I'm excited um, to, you know, hang out with the crew. When I go, Brett just moved to Las Vegas, so I get to see him when I go out there. Um, so I'm excited to just continue to build those friendships, those relationships, and continue to work out and, you know, build my own booty. I think that you and I, you've known me for a while, and I think you have the same mentality as well, where it's like, I believe we're always constantly growing and learning. And, you know, yes, it's COVID. Yes, the world's crazy right now. To me, regardless, I'm like, how can I do better? How can I be better? Yeah. You know, for me, my, my body, I think, you know, for a lot of women, we can all say that we've all had different experiences where, you know, maybe it's like insecurities and stuff like that. Like, I want to have a big butt. So I was like, if I want a big butt, I'm going to go build it. Have a big butt. I'm going to grow it. I'm going to have a big butt. So I'm, I'm just, I'm doing it. I'm committing to it and I'm doing it. And it's been such a fun experience and I'm learning a lot about fitness and, you know, taking care of my body and nutrition and yeah, it's been a ride. That's great. And I want to touch on a few points here. Uh, I think they're important. I think community, uh, as you mentioned, is, is one of the most important things. Absolutely. And I don't know, maybe it is important to have you can move those if you want to have like the same sex, like uh, to have a community within the same sex, you yeah. know, like, like women, you mean like, like yeah, women? like like-minded men for men and like-minded women for women, you know? Cause it's like, that's something that I have is a lot of like-minded friends too. with guys. Like all my friends were like-minded. We push each other. And I think it's important to be able to have that relationship with the same sex. So like, you finding women that you can relate to, that you can have fun with, that you can have girl talk with, but you can also still go in their gym in the gym and do what you guys want to do okay. is very, very important. And they make you like level up too, because they're like strong women. You know, it's like the kind of friends that you're like, okay, damn, like I see you, you know? So then you're like, you want to step up your game too. So it's it's that good like support. And the next thing I want to talk about is like, so you don't have to be bulky to lift heavy? You think? No. Really? I swear. Now what does that come down to? Is that a diet thing? Is that what muscles you're lifting? Like like we've all seen the bodybuilders that are women that are just absolutely but shredded and jacked. Though. These girls aren't bodybuilders. They're not bodybuilders. They're not bodybuilders. No. So Brett just did his strong lifting competition, but it's not, they're not out to bodybuild. Like they're just, you know, working on their endurance. Again, I'm not the doctor or the one with the PhD, so you're going to have to go ask Brett. But no, you, you really, to lift heavy, you don't have to be bulky. Like I could just 
hip thrust. I mean, that's all I've been doing. And I, I mean, would you say I'm bulky? Do you think I'm bulky? I don't think you're bulky, you guys. You're the ones that are watching online, and we have TikTok live. TikTok's on. Are they what? Is she bulky? Jimmy Hill is on TikTok. He said we are givers. Jimmy, we love you so much. Jimmy, if you want to come on the podcast, right in here on TikTok, and we'll get you on the podcast. We'll send you the code if you want to join us here tonight. But I don't think you're bulky, and I think that's. Uh, I think it's always great to work on yourself. Um, but would you want to be bulky? Like, no. is that that's not? What no, that's actually like I came into it thinking that if I lifted heavy, I would get bulky. Yeah. So it was good to see that that's not the case. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with like nutrition and all these other things, all these other factors, right? Because if I ate like crap and I just like ate a whole bunch and lifted, like I'm gonna look a different way. So, so how did you lift before this? I didn't. You I didn't, didn't lift at I, all. I didn't lift at all. I all I did was like group classes and stuff like that, or yoga or cardio. Yeah, I was really into those. But now it's like legit, like focusing on my butt, like different body parts. He's making me do some arms. I dread arms, but I, I have to do it. Um, but yeah, so now it's a lot more focused on like actual lifting. You gotta kind of like even it out a little bit. You know, you, you can't to. like, you I can't know. just be all butt. I know. Like you might want to be just all like butt. Fall backwards or something. Like that's like a guy just being all biceps. Like yeah. you just can't. You have to balance it out. I you know. can't just be yeah. one thing. So it's good that he's doing that. Let's talk about uh, Brett a little bit more detail. I don't know Brett. Um, I don't know Brett either. So maybe we shouldn't. No, I'm just kidding. I do. You know Brett, right? I love Brett. <laughs> so Brett's got a million followers. I saw that, which is impressive. Uh, how did Brett kind of get started and what is his story? And let's kind of segue into the reality TV show that you guys just filmed to him as well. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's filming a documentary, documentary that he's going to launch on YouTube. Okay. Um, and I, I'm not sure how long ago he had started, but he has shared that he started his first gym in his garage, which I think is awesome. That's cool. Right. That's like some like, and that translates to the that translates right to the story that we're talking about. It's like just get started. That's like a, something I preach. It's like just get going. Just get started. You know, you yeah. never know what can happen. For sure. So a little bit more, uh, a little bit more about Brett. I mean, he started in his garage. He now has a million followers. He's he he flew twenty nine beautiful women yes, out did. to Tulum. It's awesome. And what is I mean, like the guy? In my opinion, the guy's a rock star. Yeah, like, he is. He's an absolute legend. He's awesome. Um. So what? How did you get linked up with Brett? And like, kind of walk me through like what the Google Lab is exactly. I just. Reached out to him on Instagram, literally. I was really? just like, hey, Brett, can I come work out? I know nothing about fitness or lifting. And he was like, yep. Just kidding. No, but really, that's how I went. Really? I swear. I like that. It was that easy. We're going to try to get Jimmy Hill on the podcast, guys, if you're oh, watching at home. Jimmy. Uh, we're going to text him and try to get him on the, the podcast. But if you are watching at home, uh, we appreciate you watching. We're 41 minutes in. We're going to take this a little bit longer. I'm having fun. Jackie's having fun. And we're going to cheers here. This episode is brought to you by White Claws. You're watching White Claws with Jake every Saturday night. And thanks for joining the Elevated Movement Podcast, which I will tell you what, on January 1st is going to get a rebranding. Um, sneak peek, this is the first time. Jackie doesn't know this. Nobody knows this. But the, the new show is going to be called The Jake Gagan Show. Ooh. Starting January 1st, The Jake Gagan Show is going to be live. So this is going to be one of the last episodes of the Elevated Movement Podcast. But coming January 1st, it's going to be the Jake Gagan show, which I'm really excited about because at the end of the day, I think it really is all about branding. Right. I think it uh, it truly is. Um, and, you know, when when someone like, let's just say the Elevated Movement, Elevated Movement podcast, like no one really knows what that means or what that is. But it's like if it's the Jake Gagan show, you understand like exactly what that is. Right. So I think I'm going to make that switch and I'm just playing the long term game. But so January 1st, the Jake Gagan show is going to be released. I have my best friend, one of my good friends, Cam Jones, making an intro for the, the podcast. My good buddy's making all the graphic and the artwork. And uh, I had a podcast last week. I don't know if you listened. It's with my buddy, Marcus McMorris, and he works in the tech industry. Obviously, I work in the tech industry. And we're going to now do a – this is another sneak preview, guys, but something to look forward to January 1st. We're going to be doing a Tech Thursday. Wow. Every Thursday. That's exciting. Releasing an episode with someone else like a new, a new uh, person that's working in the tech industry, whether it's a manager or a CEO, a CEO, a revenue person, a BDR, just to kind of give some experience and such a lot, shed some light on the tech industry and, and kind of start pumping out tech focused, business focused content. Awesome. That's exciting. I'm excited about it. 2021 is going to be a great, great year. I'm stoked. I'm very excited about it. 2020. Any, any big goals for 2021? Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just started a new job uh, last month. So this month has been a lot of training. I just got out of training uh, yesterday, two weeks of training, which was great. Quick uh, shameless plug. I was uh, <laughs> awarded the best speaker 
in the entire Zendesk class, 75 people, best speaker, um, which I'm, I'm very grateful for. Uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with this microphone right here. Just turning this thing on and talking on the, the regular has helped me with my speaking skills, has helped me with my confidence, has helped me check this with my pronunciation. And it translated. So I just got out of boot camp, but obviously I start my job January. I started my job and I, I get my territory and I, I officially start on January 4th. So I think my goals for that is just to go in there and do what I do, right? Like I don't really have any specific goals. Obviously it's to hit my quota every month. It's to be a, a high performer. It's to contribute, you know, quite a bit, but I have to kind of wait and see what the territory looks like. I have to kind of wait and see what the quota looks like exactly, but I'm going to have some big goals for work. Cause obviously that's my focus right now is working and you know moving up uh in the corporate world and doing what i want in the tech world that's my passion right now obviously i always have fitness goals before we're doing this podcast i just got off a, a six mile run which was crazy my friend ariel sent me a workout that was just ridiculous she's a pro soccer player and i did that and uh crush six miles so i have very strong fitness goals um you know goals with my my family and relationships i have so many goals you know financial goals. My biggest goal of 2021 is to pay off all my debt. Um, you know, I went to school out of state twice. I went to Santa Barbara, then I went to Kansas. So I had to take out loans both times. And I thought that was the thing to do. Um, and I also had a car payment. I, I purchased a car, but last week I literally paid off all of my private loans, uh, $4,000 and I paid off my car in full $4,900 all last week. So nice. my goal of 2021, thank nice. you. So private loans are paid off, car payment paid off. All I have are my federal loans, which are right around $22,000. Uh, Joe Biden just got into office. He's saying that he might uh, take off at least $10,000. So hopefully that'll be the case. But that's my financial goals, obviously, to keep investing, to keep stacking money, to keep saving money, uh, but to pay off debt because I don't know if you have any debt or not, but it's like this cloud that kind of just like weighs over your head, you know? And I was making just like these small monthly payments, like taking advice from people. And everyone has different advice. My mentor was like, hey, like, He's a businessman, very successful businessman. And he's like, hey, you know, I look at debt as just a way to do business. You know, if your interest rates are four or five percent, we'll take that money and go find out how to make seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, right? Um, so everybody has different advice, but my main goal financially is to pay off all my debt 2021, which I've already made a huge debt, paid off $10,000 last week. Feels very good. Um, and then just always, you know, personal goals, like always trying to strive to be the best that I can be. I love that. Now, same question back to you. Let's talk about some goals for 2021 for Jackie Jaramillo. Jaramillo. Um, For me, I think it's just, you know, the same. Obviously, your audience doesn't know me yet, but just continue to grow my business, continue to help my clients um, achieve their goals, um, continue to grow my booty yeah. and, you know, share my fitness stories with others and see if, you know, that relates to them or correlates with them um, and just continue to be the best that I can be, you know, personally spiritually, financially. I want to grow more in that aspect as well. And yeah, just keep showing up. Travel. And I think the biggest thing for me- Where are you going to travel? It's, it's COVID. Love to. There's I no mean, planes open. You keep saying that. I've traveled more this year than I have like ever. I don't believe it. I have. Where? I don't believe I, like, it. Like now, I think Southwest just like made me a premier member. No. I swear. I'm there are, there, it is 2020. Travel. We and are on lockdown. Tulum. 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 You're on lockdown. You cannot travel. It's 2020, guys. We're in Florida. We are in Florida and I'm here right now. And, and I made a joke like COVID doesn't exist. What? It does. COVID exists here. It, it does exist. It does exist. But people here, like I, I, I am with the Florida vibe. Like, look, be safe. Like if there's people in your family that are at risk and there's like put other people's int best interests first before your own. Don't be selfish. But if you're 25 and 28, like Jackie is and I am like, and you want to go out and you want to go to a gym and work out, I think you should have the freedom to be able to do that. I don't think it should be up to one person to say, no, you can't work out. And working out is a sub is a sub factor of this. I don't think it should be up to one person to say you can or cannot do business. The small CrossFit gym owners, the small coffee shops that are struggling as is to make it in San Francisco, that barely survived the first lockdown and that are forced to work, that are forced to close for another month at minimum. I just don't think it's fair. And those are my opinions. I got a lot of feedback from that negative feedback. I got a lot of positive feedback, but those are my opinions. And I think that we need to keep an eye out and we want to do what's best for people, but it shouldn't be up to the governor to say you can or can't work. And I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. That, those are my thoughts. Yeah. You know, I think that 
COVID is real and um, we just need to be cautious and take the right steps. You know what I mean? So for us, we went to Mexico, but we took, we all got tested before we left. And then before we came back, we have a nurse that travels with us. So we all got tested before we came back into the US. So just be cautious, wear your mask and take the precautions that you need to. As far as small business owners, that's a big passion of mine. I probably won't dive into that just because I can just go for days. Open um, it up, Gavin. I can, I can go for days, but I, I do, I'm big on supporting entrepreneurs and I'm big on supporting small businesses. So I'm always looking for ways to do that even now, right? Cause like, it's just facts. Most people are gonna lose their businesses with these closed downs. And that messed up, these people have worked so. their whole life to start these businesses and they're being told they can't work. Like I just, I have a huge issue with that. So I want to do something. I know Dave Portnoy from Barstool is doing the fun. I've donated to the fun. I hope that you can too. Go to barstool.com slash fun, backslash fun to donate. Uh, but maybe we can all do something uh, yeah. through my platform to, to help small businesses, whether, even if it's just one business, like if we can find one business to donate money to, uh, to help them out. But I just, it, it's, it's hard to sit here with a job. Obviously you have a job as well. Uh, and to not feel bad because like we are have the ability to work and they're being told they can't work. They want to work. They want to cook food and do their thing, but they're, they're being told that they can't work. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is like it's people's lives. You know what I mean? Like it's when you're supporting a business, it's not just the business. It's like the employees and their families. So it's like these are people's families. You know, like my family has a park out in Mexico. It's called GeForce Adventures. And when COVID first happened, we had to shut down and we had to let go of the employees. And wow. it's not not just the employees, but it's their families too. So the moment their we were kids, able to open back wives. up, the moment we were able to open back up, it was like it like you take on that stress. You know, my brother's the one that manages it and runs it, but. I know he was like up, like he's he could not sleep, like he's like, it was so stressful, he was carrying that stress. Yeah. So it's just people's lives. But long story short, back to 2021 goals. Back to 2021 and the positive side, I think that you know things are, are starting to open up. Obviously, if you're listening to this at another date, uh, the vaccine is now out. It's looking like things are gonna be more promising. It's looking like things are gonna be opening up and we're gonna be returning back to normal. Um, but back to 2020, you know, what have been some things that you've learned Oh my this God, time. I've learned so much yeah. in 2020. Holy shit. I feel like I've learned how to be um, a better leader, mm. how to be a better um, just human in general. I, I realized that like when things went down, like, you know, most people go into like fight or flight, like I went into like action. Mm. I don't know. I, I was, I surprised myself with that. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I've learned a lot about myself and like, my family. I feel like the biggest thing I've learned this year is that it doesn't matter where you're at, it's about who you're with. Wow. Right? And I know that sounds that's powerful. so cliche. No, that's real though. That's very real. It sounds so cliche, but it's so true, right? When COVID hit and like everybody was shut down and like, you know, my mom and my little brother were in California and I was here and it just, it was like that gap. I was like, it doesn't matter where you'd be in the most beautiful place on earth, but it's all about who you're with. And, um, you know, yeah. And it's really about like family too. Cause it's like, you can be with friends and stuff, but like yeah. the family thing is so important. So important. Unless your friends. I do recognize. Yeah. I was going to say that. Our family. And you that know? happens a lot. And I'm starting to learn that too, that like a lot of people have friends that are their family. So that's what they would consider that. How are you having, cause this is something I've, I've had a, uh, not a hard time. I don't want to say it's impossible, but like as I've gotten older, right, I'm 25 now. Uh, a lot of my closest friends and my best friends are either from, you know, high school, or college and it was it's been kind of hard to find those great solid friends i found a few to name a few eddie uh, eddie serrano just like people that I'm, I'm very close with but it comes few and far between as we get older have you found that true for yourself or have you found that you've been able to make strong connections with people even as you're growing older and graduating you know after college and things like that yeah no i think it's different every season of our lives um i think for me right now it's i'm i'm meeting a lot of the girls at Glute Lab, so that's been great. Mm. Um, I think yep. my cousins too, like I'm very close to them. Um, do they live here? They do live here, so that's been really nice to have them. Let's give them a shout out, their names. What Michelle are... and Jocelyn. Gotcha. So cute. Shout out Michelle and Jocelyn. Yeah. So, you know, I believe in like investing into your family and then as well yeah. as like, you know, building your tribe. So I've met some dope women like through Glute Lab and I'm just excited to continue to build those friendships yeah it's uh, interesting but, that i mentioned that because yeah. it's like we're literally talking about you building that community outside so it feels maybe, like family too maybe it's almost like 
instead of trying to just find like people, you find that community that you yeah. want to be in. Like you like the fitness, maybe it's a book club, maybe it's yeah, church, exactly. maybe it's a music festival. It's gonna be right? different for everyone. Yeah, but it's like it's not impossible to find that it's community. It's not, and it's never too late to like to try, you know. But I think the biggest thing is like you're gonna have to push yourself out of your comfort zone because it's easy to hang out with just like the people that you know. You know what I mean? But, but if they're good people, it's fine. Yeah. Like if they're good people that push you, like that's fine. But I think a lot of people, yeah, myself included, I've been there. A lot of people listening, like you're hanging out with people that aren't good for you, exactly. that aren't motivating you, and it's. Like, and I've been there too. It's so right? tough. Where I'm just like, what oh are you my gonna God, do? These friends aren't uplifting me. Or... Yeah. What are you gonna do though? You have to cut them off. It's so tough because you love them, you care about them, and it's like not only friends, it's, it could be relationships too. Yeah, I think but, the best thing for that it's like asking yourself, like, okay, is this is this friendship? Because I had this conversation with my cousin and she was asking the same question. And I was like, the question to ask yourself is like, is this friendship like helping me or hurting me? Yeah. Like, is it pulling you back? Right? Because if you're in the kind of friendship that's like pulling you back and like the person's trying to like, you know, start drama or like is being toxic or is just like doing shit to do shit, that's not a healthy friendship. And you probably don't want that around. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Uh, especially with, you know, relationships, like a lot of people, I see this a lot. A lot of people will stay in relationships because it's comfortable Yeah. because they don't want to hurt the other person mm -hmm. because they're scared about what the future holds. But I mean, what's the or divorce rate? Or they're scared to be alone. Hey, Alexa, what's I'm just kidding. No. Hey, Alexa, <laughs> turn off. Uh, but essentially what I was going to say is what's the divorce rate in America? Like it's 50, 60% because people are so comfortable that they don't want to actually leave that relationship they'd rather stay in a shitty relationship than hurt the other person which is crazy you know it's like the divorce rate is 50 60 percent that scares the shit out of me it's like i don't even want to get married right and that's a joke i do want to get married but i want to make sure it's with the right partner uh but the divorce rate 50 60 percent and it's because a lot of people aren't willing to get out of that relationship that they don't want to be in they're stuck it's comfortable yeah. they're not happy but being in that relationship is more comfortable than getting out of it Agreed. Maybe the fear of being alone. Yeah. And like I've been single for five years and it's been the greatest, greatest five years of my life. Cause guess what? I've been alone. Like I haven't had a oh person. God, I had two. Yeah. And it's been great, right? Yeah. And I've learned a lot. I have dated. That doesn't count though, right? No, dating's fine. But like being dating. with someone because, yeah. and shout out Harley on uh, Instagram, my guy, Instagram live, when Instagram live again. But you know, when you're in that relationship, you're, you're, you're comfortable and you have someone to rely on. You're like, if something goes wrong, you can almost go to that person to cover it up, right? When you have that pain, when you don't feel it, you, you can have that other person to cover it up. But when you're by yourself, it's like, and you're single, hey, when shit happens, like it's, it's on you. Shit. It's on you and you have to yeah. learn and grow and, and deal with it. And work through it. You can't blame someone. You can't like, yeah, project. It's like, you have to look at you. Yeah. Which is, I think good. I think it's healthy. I think it's Everyone great. should do it. Let's, let's talk about, uh, you know, the next transition, like, how important is it, especially at our age, right, in our 20s, to really work on yourself? So freaking important. I yeah. think you and I were talking about this last night, actually. Um, you know, I think that, like, we can all go through life kind of just um, putting putting our stuff onto others and having expectations of our partners or whatnot. Um, but I, I was telling Jake, I was like, you know, like, when I meet someone, I, I hope this guy has, like, worked on himself or, like, at least invested in it, right? Because I'm not here to change anyone or, like, nothing like that like i want someone that's like hey here's my shit and like here's what i'm still working on um but i, I want to work on this together kind of deal right like no one expects you to be perfect but i think it's important for people to work through their stuff and their trauma and i think everybody has trauma which we could just do a everyone whole has trauma we could do a different episode on trauma but everybody has trauma and things that they need to work on and i think it's important to before you meet that person you're with someone to like work on that stuff and acknowledge that it's there yeah everyone has trauma and well here's another thing i want to segue to everything you said is is, is important but uh i was talking with a, another friend about this but like when you're when you're 18 when you're 19 when you're 20 when you're 20 and who, who you are as a 20 year old versus who you are as a 22 year old a 24 year old a 26 year old is a completely different person so i feel like we were just talking about the divorce rate, but like a lot of these people get divorced because they're they're getting married at 20. Right. They're getting married at 22. They're getting married at 24. And excuse me for the burp, the white claw, it's got me kind of going, but <laughs> when you're married at 24, who you are at 24 is not who you are at 35. Yeah. So it's like you're you're rushing into relationships ultimately and you're gonna keep growing. And maybe it is good to kind of just date in your 20s and settle down later. My mom's advice to me is always get married at 35. And she almost says it jokingly. 
she says it jokingly, right? Like get married at 35, but it's almost like valid. Like live your 20s, like experience life. Because once you're married, you should be married for good. But, you know, like that's probably why the divorce rate is so high because people get married at 19, 20, 21, and they're 31. And they're like, I've never lived a day in my life for myself, right? As opposed to people that do spend their 20s, you know, enjoying life, traveling, dating, and they're 32, 31, 28, and they're like, I'm ready to settle down, and they settle down. Right. I mean, I've never been married, so I can't speak to, speak to that, but I think the biggest thing that I was sharing with you was the fact that, like, I am definitely, like, from my high school sweetheart to now, like, I'm not the same person I was. Shit, I'm not even the same person I was, like, last year. For I'm sake. not the same person so. I was yesterday. I'm a new person so. today. Six miles. So, yeah, I, I think... As long as someone can, you know, sometimes getting married young works for some people, but as long as you can take the time to like grow on you, like grow for you and then that other person's okay with you changing, which I think is usually the hard part, then I think it's okay. But the hard part is like that other person being comfortable with the fact that you're changing and growing and adapting, you know, because sometimes that creates fear in your partner. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's the other thing, but it is important. I think the whole story is like, you've got to know you and you're going to grow. Like you is like, right, a caterpillar that turns into a butterfly. Like you're going to go through different stages. So just allowing yourself to go through those stages. So if you have a partner that's on board and willing to support you through that, wonderful. If not, just take the time and continue to work on you. That's Agreed. It. That's I think it. It is, uh, it's very important to be able to work on yourself, to put in the work. Like it's hard work. Like I always heard people say that and it's like, what does that even mean? But it's like to really, really work on yourself at like deep levels and like I've had podcasts that I've talked about about things I'm working on and it's felt good to be vulnerable about them and uh you know it's it's important to the things that are like bogging you down like there was a couple of things that were just bogging me down that I couldn't get past whether it was uh tobacco pornography alcohol uh Adderall like I just couldn't you know the tobacco and the porn really like I couldn't just get away you know like I didn't have enough willpower to get away. I prayed to God. I was like, what do I do? And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a therapist. Started seeing a therapist. I saw a professional, right? I saw a coach. And I, ever since I did that, I haven't went back because she's been able to coach me, set goals, set, like give me assignments, things of that nature. But uh, the thing is, is like working on yourself is, is something that's tough. It's really tough. Like it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really difficult. But in order to get to those next levels of your life, excuse me, white cloth, you're going to have to work on yourself. Yeah, well said. And I think also the other part I want to highlight on what you mentioned, right? I think there's like a stigma with like asking for help or reaching out to a therapist or reaching out to a coach. Like, absolutely. I mean, would you say like, what would you say your experience with that has been? Uh, personally or like from feedback from other people? Personally for you. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. My feed, like I, it was, it's the greatest thing I ever did. Like yeah. my life has never been better than it is today. Right. And it's because I was able to one be conscious and aware of the things that weren't working in my life two took me 10 years yeah. to ask for help yeah. and I asked for help and now i'm you know 30 days without watching porn i hit that one month mark probably the longest in my life uh, a month and over a week without tobacco right like so i've made significant progress and for me uh telling myself i'm going to do something and keeping that promise is what makes me happy and what makes me feel good about myself Right. But telling myself, hey, I'm not going to watch porn and then going to watch porn, you're just diminishing your, your willpower. You know, it's just weakening yourself. So my overall feedback has been it's been the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I had a call today. Like I had a call with my therapist today and we talked about goals and different things. And it's like an hour check in like, hey, everything's good. She, my therapist doesn't even think I need a therapist. She's like, Jake, I know what addiction is. Like you don't have addictions. And I'm like, hey, I don't care. We're talking every week because I'm doing great and I'm loving life, you know, <laughs> but I think the feedback on the flip side, the feedback from other people has been like, I got so many messages like, Hey, I heard you have a therapist. Like, I just want to let you know I'm here for you and I hope everything's right. And you know what? You'll make it through this. And I texted all these people back. I was like, Hey, my life is better than it's ever been. I'm getting a therapist because I want to be the best version of myself. Right. And I, I can't do these things alone. Right. Like I really couldn't, like I probably could, but I didn't prove to myself that I could yet. So I was like, look, I'm going to get professional help. And it's that simple. It's literally one call away yeah. from changing your life, whether it's a coach to elevating your business, whether it's oh a God, baseball yeah. coach to teach you how to hit better, whether it's you have addictions. Like I have an addictive personality. Like I like to go all in on what I do. So whether it's dip, uh, alcohol, whatever it is, like I like to do it in excess 
And I realized that in myself and I talked to a therapist and she literally has got me from kind of like just, you know, cruising that line that I've been on to just elevating my life in every way. So if anybody's interested in getting a therapist, I recommend just going to betterhelp.com, betterhelp.com. It's very affordable. It's only like 80 bucks a session and you're one call away from elevating your life. Boom. Boom. Well, we just hit the hour mark an hour four, Jackie, unless there's anything else you want to cover. I think this was a phenomenal podcast. Great. Thank I think you so this much was, for having me, Jake. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm glad we got to do this. I texted you. You were one of the first people that I messaged like when I first started yes. the podcast back in July, I think I started, or like September uh, during the lockdown. So I'm glad that we were able to do this. I'm glad that we were able to do it in person. Uh, I hope if you were listening and you followed all the, way, all the way through that you got some value from it. We had some fun. There were some White Claws drink. There were some <laughs> business talks. There were some booty talks. There were some financial talks. Some and therapy uh, talk. We, coaching talk. We covered a lot. We did. I'm going to put on the Santa hat. We'll have to do the next one in California when I'm back. We're going to do the next one in California. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the Elevated Movement Podcast. Merry Christmas. My name is Jay Gagan. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy anything else. We love you. Goodbye from Tampa, Florida. What is up, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Elevated Movement Podcast. We hope that this episode that you just listened to can add some value to your life in some way, shape, or form. And if you did enjoy this episode, we kindly ask that you can subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friends. I'd also love to hear your feedback on social media as well. You can find me on Instagram at Elevated Movement. That's Elevated MVMT. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode of the Elevated Movement Podcast.